Let's, I'll officially call the meeting to order, the meeting to order, and call roll. So I am here. Ashley? Present. Mark? Present. Roger? Present. Bijou? Present. Kelsey is absent. Sylvia? Present. Doug is absent. And Janabi? <laughs> well, I th I'm just going to stop right there because uh, welcome to our newest commissioner. So would you like to take a minute and introduce yourself to the rest of us in the, in the commission and our, our guest? <laughs> you guys could just remember to speak into the microphones yes. like yes. I should okay. be doing. Thank you. Yeah. Am I audible? Yes. Okay. I'm Janvi, and um, I am an international student in my second year doing a PhD in counseling psychology. I did my master's in counseling psychology from India and then briefly worked. I worked in different places, uh, worked in the juvenile observation home, worked in the prisons in India, also worked um, with students and caregivers of cancer. And my interest now here is to work with a diverse population. Currently, I am doing my practicum at IC Compassion, uh, working with refugees and immigrants. And uh, I'm really excited to be here. Um, yeah, I think that's all. Great. Well, welcome. welcome. And ironically, I think we have, don't we have a report from IC Compassion in here from their grant? We so do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it comes full circle. Mm -hmm. Well, welcome everybody uh, to our November meeting. Uh, next order of business is the uh, reading of the land acknowledgement. And Mark, I know you wanted to say something prior to the reading of yeah, that. Yeah, I do. I, and I'm a preacher that hasn't preached here yet. So <laughs> I'm gonna, uh, well, I, I usually prepare remarks in which that's what I have done. So Amen. I'm going to read it. So this evening before the reading of the land acknowledgement used by the Iowa City Human Rights Commission and the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, I've asked for this time. When land acknowledgments are read, the genocide of the First Nations on this North American continent is what's being acknowledged. Today, 90% of First Nation people do not speak their tribal language, and even fewer can read it. This is the result of several generations of governmental assimilation policies that attempted to eradicate 250 languages spoken in North America. After the Wounded Knee Massacre in 1890, Native children were forcibly removed from their parents and their tribes. The genocide of Native people was no longer by murder, but by removing Native culture from the minds and lives of the next generations. A case before the United States Supreme Court at this time is challenging the Indian Child Welfare Act of 1978, which was intended to preserve the culture of First Nations. At issue is whether or not whether non-native peoples can adopt First Nation children. Significant to the decision will be whether First Nation people are recognized as a people rather than a race. Related to this decision is the doctrine of discovery and the view of manifest destiny. The United States has continued to recognize the doctrine of discovery as evidenced by a Supreme Court ruling of March 2005 in City of Sherrill, New York versus Oneida Oneida Indian Nation, finding against Oneida Indian Nation. The doctrine of discovery originated with 15th century Christ Christian proclamations and used by monarchs to sanction the conquest of colonization of non-Christians who were considered enemies of Christ in Africa and the Americas. This doctrine continues to be used by multinational corporations and nation states in their extraction of resources in First Nation territories around the world. 
The global scale of this doctrine showed up in the age of discovery, first in Africa, then the Americas and beyond. It was intended to create a Christian world which would be the force against the great global plurality of cultures. Whenever a land acknowledgement is read, the land and the cultures of First Nations are being recognized. And so I'm going to bring to you a First Nation prayer originally thought to be from the Issaquah Nation in Northeast United States, and now we know it's from the Arapaho Nation near Colorado and Wyoming. The song translation is, Creator, have mercy on me. Creator, have mercy on me because I'm dying of thirst, because I'm dying of thirst. Everything is gone. I have nothing to eat. When I sing this song, it may sound familiar to you. Though it's a lament, it's been taught as a fun little song for children. Please hear it as it was originally intended. Awuni kuni cha awuni, awuni kuni cha awuni. Ay 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 yippee ay ya 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 yippee and finally this, I have for you all, uh, and Veronica and Stephanie, I have one for you too. This, if you'd pass them down. Here's one for you, Bijou. There's more. This is a Lakota healing wheel, which is important to the Lakota culture. And so my gift to you tonight is this small stone reminding us of the Lakota healing wheel. Uh, and there's an explanation. And on the back of the explanation is the access to the artisan who makes these. Ashley, please. I feel like I need to give a moment of silence after that. It's in my heart. Thank you so much for that, Mark. I think one of the things that was brought up during the process of creating this land acknowledgement, which I, I want to recognize did not exist when I started my term on the commission here. It is still quite new. Um, it is a living document uh, and a collaborative effort. Um, sadly, one of, one of the few we've been able to do with the Truth and Reconciliation Commission due to um, the tumult with being able to get that commission up and moving um, toward their mission and their goal. This land acknowledgement is very important and I also want to acknowledge that it's a living document and I, I do hope that as we continue to move forward, we can do it justice in making sure we're not just reciting it by rote every meeting but that we're, we're taking the meaning of it to heart and that we're doing the best we can to start to address some of the issues underlying it. So that being said, I will read the land acknowledgement. We meet today in the community of Iowa City, which now occupies the homelands of Native American nations, 
to whom we owe our commitment and dedication. The area of Iowa City was within the homelands of the Iowa, Meskwaki, and Sauk. And because history is complex and time goes far back beyond memory, we also acknowledge the ancient connections of many other indigenous peoples here. The history of broken treaties and forced removal that dispossessed indigenous peoples of their homelands was and is an act of colonization and genocide that we cannot erase. We implore the Iowa City community to commit to understanding and addressing these injustices as we work toward equity, restoration, and reparations. Thank you, Ashley, and thank you for your work in establishing this, and that's certainly part of your legacy with the group. Thank you. <laughs> uh, next agenda item is the approval of the October minutes. Uh, entertain a motion to approve the minutes. So move. Second. Moved by Lusala, seconded by uh, Lindley. Any discussion or amendments? Hearing none, all in favor of approving the minutes say aye. 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 Any opposed? Passes seven to zero. Next agenda item is the pu is public comment. Uh, not seeing anyone from the public here. We'll, we'll move right along to <coughs> uh, introduction of Veronica May. So uh, welcome. <laughs> so you tell us a little about yourself and your role and we'll introduce ourselves as well so you get to know us a little bit. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for having me. My name is Veronica May. I work for the Iowa City Police Department. I do outreach. Uh, so basically, I bridge the gap between the public and the police department. I hope to build a relationship uh, between the two to show complete transparency from the police and to also uh, build trust so that we may be able to work together. Um, I'm not really sure what else to say, but again, thank you for having me here. It's my first meeting, so uh, I appreciate it, it. Tell us a little about your background and how you came to the position. Absolutely. Uh, well, that is lengthy and complicated. So um, <laughs> I I am a former foster child. I was I'm, I lived in Canada, so I actually experienced the Canadian uh, welfare system. So I was... Uh, like I said, a formal foster child, I ended up going to college in Canada uh, pursuing social work. I did not complete it. I actually met an American citizen, and I married him, and I, I moved here. So now I live here. Uh, I do plan on pursuing um, social work here now that I am here, and uh, I'm grateful to have the chance uh, to, to work here with the police department and to continue to work with the community. How long have you been in Iowa City? Uh, I've been here for about five years. Okay. So I'm about two years away from being a citizen, actually. Okay, so, so you're on that, really on that path. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm a permanent resident currently. Uh, again, grateful for the opportunity because I'm an immigrant uh, twice, actually, because I'm East Indian originally, and I moved from India to Canada, um, and then from there I moved from Canada to here. Well, welcome, and uh, do you want to start down this end this time and do a little brief introduction of yourself so she knows who we all are? Well, welcome and, and thanks for sharing a little bit about your background. I'm Sylvia Johns, and this is my first year, end of my first year on the commission. I am, I'd say I, I, I've, I've come into my time at Iowa City, in Iowa City. I've been here for now three years, moved during the pandemic uh, from New York City, and but grew up in the Midwest. Um, I currently lead global partnerships and 
programs for uh, uh, kind of the world's leading nonprofit organization in academic diplomacy and exchange. Um, as we talk about, you know, we, I know you were talking about refugees and and your experience there. I one of our our main programs is um, rescuing refugee scholars um, and students from around the world and finding a safe haven for them to continue to teach or do conduct research or um, study and, and at our partner universities of which we have thousands of throughout um, globally. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, we're really excited to have you here and um, look forward to continuing to so stay in contact and I would say on behalf of the commission, you know, let us know if there's anything that, <laughs> my time is up, I think. Oh, no. it is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Is that a sign? We were too it's a, it's a sign. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let us know if, if, if there's anything that as you go on your day to day with your outreach that we can support you in or collaborate on. Um, I think that is first and foremost something that we're, we feel very, is very important to build relationships with the community and to engage. Um, yep. Next time that happens, we Stephanie, it's Stephanie dance break. <coughs> <laughs> I felt like I was at the the Oscars or an award show. And I was like, yeah. All right, all we'll right. Get, we'll get TikTok ready, and we'll, <laughs> Stephanie will be on. <laughs> I know you already had you do an introduction, but you have anything else you'd like to? No, I think it's it's just so nice to be here. <laughs> great, great. Roger. Well, my name is Roger Lusala. Uh, this is, I'm finishing my second year on the commission. Um, my daytime job, I'm a CEO for a human service company here in town, serve people with disabilities. I've been in Iowa City over 20 years now. I'm an immigrant of uh, Democratic Republic of Congo mm. in Africa. I came to Iowa through way of California where I did my undergrad. Um, what else can I say? In my free time, I coach soccer. Uh, I also teach uh, fitness class. I teach spin class and body combat, which is a form of martial art. So um, I love being part of the commission. I love working with these great people. Uh, hopefully, in your position, you get out there, meet uh, some community members and the many, many, many immigrant group that we have, uh, uh, build some trust working with the police department, so. I sure hope so. <laughs> I'm Jason Glass, I'm the chair for about 45 more days, <laughs> something like that. So my term is ending at the end of December, uh, so after, after three years. Uh, I, um, I was a human resources professional for about 20 years and about three years ago started teaching. So I'm a full, now full-time faculty at the University of Iowa Tippie College of Business where I teach an undergrad and MBA program classes. Uh, also a uh, almost 30-year member now of the Iowa National Guard. So where I'm in the, the Iowa uh, 34th Army Band, so I get to play music for my Army job, which is pretty cool. Uh, I live here in Iowa City. I've been in Iowa City for about eight years, and but in eastern Iowa most of my life. And uh, have two daughters, uh, a sophomore at City High and a sixth grader at Regina. So, so they keep me plenty busy. <laughs> We've already met. We have. But I will tell a little bit more about myself uh, since I, we didn't get too much time to connect as we were uh, entertaining and, and speaking with the 
delegation from Vietnam. That was a, a very fun thing to be a part of. But uh, I'm Ashley Lindley, uh, pronouns she, her. I am also a fellow social work enthusiast, currently enrolled in the university's Masters of Social Work program. So I graduated in May, very excited about that. Um, I'm also currently working as a practicum student, uh, master's level practicum student at the Rape Victim Advocacy Program. So primarily, uh, my, my focus this year there is primarily to engage in prevention work, figure out how to um, create cultures that uh, are more inclusive, are safer, especially for our student populations, um, being able to shift toward a culture that uh, hopefully sexual violence no longer exists in, that's the goal. Um, but I have been in Iowa City now for about, actually it'll be 10 years in December, no, 11 years in December, wow, time flies. Uh, Iowa native and um, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of other stuff I'm forgetting, but I, I'm vice chair this year. <laughs> I served as vice chair of the commission this year. So, yeah, very, uh, very excited to be here and be a part of this work. And, and I can say, as you're going out and engaging with uh, folks in the community, out of all of the things that I've had the privilege to do as a part of this commission, I think just better getting to know folks in the community is, was one of my favorite things, going out to those community events. So I'm excited for you as you start this journey. Thank you. Hello, uh, welcome. I am Bijou Maliabo. I'm also an immigrant uh, from the Re Democratic Republic of Congo. I've been here also over 20 years. Um, I hear you're a foster child, so I am a foster parent uh, of uh, three. Um, 10 year old, eight year old, seven year old. I also have a 15 year old uh, daughter who goes to West. Um, my daytime. I'm an interpret interpreter for the court and the school district and uh, immigration. I also am a community leader for the immigrants and refugees that we go around and help out and um, also interpret sometimes in prisons or just um, assist the police or just the court what they need. What else? Oh, this is my fourth year uh, on the commission. <coughs> And I'm always happy to be with them. They're great <laughs> people. We do great work. And uh, uh, hopefully I'll see you in the community more often. <laughs> um, if you need anything, if you have any questions, uh, just reach out. and um, Or I can reach out as well if you need any help or assistance. Um, I have a bachelor degree from the University of Iowa. Uh, did I say how long I've been here? Yes. I don't know, I'm forgetting a lot of stuff. I do a lot of stuff, but <laughs> so I'm forgetting <laughs> too much. But that's it for now. Well, I speak five languages, so. Wow, that's impressive, amazing. My name's Mark Priest. I'm old, <laughs> <laughs> so I have long stories. I moved to Iowa City in 1951, and then we moved away in 1952, and I came back in 2007. So I've been here for 15 years. This is my uh, last year of a three year, uh, my first and only three year term on the Human Rights Commission. I applied for a second term and was not chosen. Um, I'm disappointed, but it's a privilege to meet you. Um, I am a retired Christian pastor, um, so I'm committed to life of service and study, as I exhibited earlier with the uh, land acknowledgement. Um, 
I deliver AEDs to nonprofits at about 75% reduced price. And Fiona Johnson with the ambulance service and I are good friends. Um, Veronica, I'm, I'm currently serving on the Building Bridges Committee with Bijou and Kelsey. And um, I think that that's what you're doing is building bridges. So be in touch with Kelsey. Now I'm going to bring you this. And by the way, these stones are for you to put in your pocket so then you can remember the oh, that's cool. Peoples. Yeah, good job, oh, good call. Nice. Well, Veronica, two other quick things, which one is I'm just, I'm, we're excited you're here. Uh, and we, I, I think I speak for everybody, I, we're uh, excited to have the connections with the police department that we do. Uh, you may know this, but every time we have a new officer hired, they come and get introduced to the commission as well. Uh, we've had Chief Liston here a, a couple of times as well to, to speak with us. So uh, it's a real privilege that we get to have that connection. Uh, but also, uh, because of that connection, use us as a resource. So, and the new commissioners that will be coming on as well. So as your, your job is to connect with the community and you have lots of people here that have different connections with the community. We represent lots of different areas of the community. So don't be shy about asking us how you can get involved or uh, if there's a certain segment or something that you'd like to learn more about. You know, you've, got, you've heard a little bit of our background. So, so that's what we're here for. And so please, please uh, utilize that as a resource. Absolutely, much appreciated. Mm -hmm. If I could add one more thing. Sure. Um, I'll just also say that I think actually all three of the commission committees um, are, are really aiming towards a lot of the things that you're, you're doing as an engagement outreach person. Um, and Roger and I are on the reciprocal relationships committee. And part of that is um, in, in this next iteration that we're planning is that um, our racial equity and social justice grants recipients for this next year. We're really planning on <coughs> not just giving them or awarding them the grant, but being an active partner in the community with them and um, going out and meeting with them um, and being an ally and helping connect them to other resources they may not have known about and really trying to engage more deeply and more meaningfully within the community. So I think that would be really as you're here, an interesting way for us to even collaborate together as we start to um, identify what, what that looks like, what our, our, our committee will, our interactions, and um, the way we can make the most impact um, within, within that uh, purview. So. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Uh, next. Order of business is the racial equity and social justice grant updates. So in your packet, there are a few um, reports from some of the grants from, from last year. So you can see some of the progress that's been made. Uh, if you don't get it, if you haven't had a chance to read through those, it's in, especially for those of you that are newer to the commission, it's one of the best things we get to do. <laughs> so it's a lot of work sometimes to, to award these grants, but the, the payoff as we get to read these stories of the good that those grants are doing in the community so uh take advantage of that because this is the good stuff so you know read through that and see the, the good things that that are happening with those decisions that we that we made back in january february um i, I had a question yes has commissioner ever had an opportunity to visit some of these places that we have granted like uh you know the the computer lab at cwj that's something that i have an interest to 
visit. Mm -hmm. um, is, is that something that we can request? I can, if somebody is interested, just let me know and I will shoot um, an email to that contact person. Yeah, you know, I just like to, to see, you know, in person how is the grant being utilized, you know, what of the site, you know, just, just to see how the money that we put, we're putting in the community. Yeah, it wasn't long ago, Jason, you and Siri went to the Jabez Kitchen. Yes, yeah. yep, yeah. which was great and fantastic food. Uh, and then I know that I, I had visited with Mazda here at CWJ last spring on an unrelated thing, but she kind of showed me the area where it was going to be. Okay. Yeah, so we hadn't. But know, it looks like it's in operation now. Yep, yep. So, so I, I know they have all the computers. I know they bought them. I'm not sure if they've all been set up yet, but it's in it's in progress, last I heard. So, but to your point, I, th I mean, I'd be surprised if any of them wouldn't love to show off what they've been doing yeah. with those things. So. Yeah. That's well, I think it's important as well to visit the uh, organization that's receiving and to also have that relationship with them and to know more about the organization. So it's important. Yeah. Well, I think that's something that, you know, the R&R subcommittee, we kind of been talking about a lot, you know, engaging with our grantees. So, you know, I will, uh, I'd just like to visit to see what's. You can test the waters. You can test the waters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, start start that work that you've been talking about doing next year. And exactly. you know, yeah, that's, so. that's great. I will add to just in the spirit of it, enjoying this process and uh, being able to connect with these applicants um, and awardees, I did have the pleasure of facilitating with Mark one of the presentations, the informational sessions for this coming year's applicants. Uh, and I just thought it was really great. Um, not only was it nice to, to run through that whole process with a new group of folks looking to apply, but there were also some really great questions. I mean, the, the enthusiasm and, and thoughtfulness of the folks that came in and the questions they had, I just, I really appreciated the reminder that this money means a lot yeah. to a lot of folks in our community and there's some really amazing ideas for projects out there. So I was excited to get to be a part of that one last time. Stephanie, awesome. my curiosity is because I came on the uh, commission when it was pandemic time, mm -hmm. I've never been part of the um, racial equity, social justice trainings other than by Zoom. Was it ever in person? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it used to be in person, but in 2019 it would have been in person. Okay. Um, same time for the sessions we did too. We did them in this space. Um, in the past, I think it initially started off with, I think, a little more staff doing the informational sessions, and as time went on and the commission grew, um, I think, more comfortable with their role and the responsibilities, and they took over that as, you know, should, since they're the ones that um, make the recommendations. But yeah, we used to do it here. So the day might come when it's face-to-face. Maybe yeah, not. I think I think it will, but, but I also think that maybe that Zoom option or a hybrid option um, would allow more flexibility for for better attendance because yeah. well, and people don't have to travel. Correct. All right. Okay. <laughs> Very good I don't point. Think Zoom is going anywhere. <laughs> no, no, I meant that they didn't have to come in Accessible. and do that. Accessible. Mm -hmm. yeah. Accessibility. It's more accessible. Zoom is here to stay. Any other questions or comments on the grant updates? Um, I'll just add that a news release will go out next Monday, mm. um, the 28th, announcing that the uh, application will be available starting Thursday, December 1st, and it will be active, the link will be active through Friday, January 6th. Okay. 
so the news release also includes a link to the presentation and I think to the, the um, slide deck too. If yeah. not, I'll get that updated. But if anybody wants to go in to see what information is available, if you go to the city's website, um, or actually it's easier probably just to Google racial equity, social justice, city of Iowa City, and it will bring you right to that page. And you can see the different resources and information that is available for the public under the grant. So plug for any of the organizations that you know or are part of or are connected with to make sure that we're spreading the word that those are out there and available and remember that we have an you know, we have more money this year last year was 70 this current year was 75,000 this year's 100,000 so so be, yeah so we'll be able to fund mm -hmm. even more of these wonderful projects Veronica do you have background on on these at all or would it be helpful because as you go out and um, in your outreach efforts to be able to speak about them do you have that background about the kind of the purpose and the amounts and what they're used for and all of that no, I do apologize. <laughs> I'm, I'm about you knew you don't have to know everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, so these are these are fine. annual grants from from the city of Iowa City. They've been in place for about six years. Uh, that we will uh, that an organization can can apply for up to twenty five thousand dollars for a grant that that uh, uh, addresses social justice or racial equity in Iowa City, uh, and we that that application process will be open for the month of December essentially and then this commission will review all of those and score them and then make recommendations to the city council on how to spend that hundred thousand dollars so which of those get funded and to what level so then ultimately the city council has to approve it as a final one but typically they uh, approve the vast majority of our recommendations so so as you're talking with people in the community and those organizations make sure that we're getting the word out that those are available so the more Absolutely, uh, and if you don't mind me asking, uh, could you maybe give me an example of something that may have happened in the past where they have gotten a grant? Like, what would, um, what were, was it that they had pr presented? Sure. Well, for starters, the, which if you have the packet for tonight, mm -hmm. those reports are in there. So those are people that received a grant th this past January, and they're required to uh, submit quarterly reports on their progress toward that. So you'll see in there if you read that narrative, that'll give you a really good sense for. Uh, what they are if there's also a few uh, news articles we could probably send you to like the the bike library for instance did one with a uh, did a like self-guided tour bicycle tour of the community for significant sites in Iowa City that had uh, a social justice or racial equity you know racial equity um, uh, piece to it so so that one exam and I think KG I think for I think it was KGN one of the local uh, television stations cover, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah covered it and did a news article on it too so Perfect. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. And actually, I forgot to mention, sorry, um, Jack Brooks with uh, Communications did a, a very nice video that uh, features uh, oh the multicultural, um, what is it? The multicultural, multi, is it multi-development and cultural and by Tracy um, Tracy John Sargent, yeah. Yeah, MDC, Multicultural Development Center. Thank you, yeah. Development yep. Center. So um, Jack did a, a video with him, a video interview site visit, and also with um, Sakawas of uh, Great Plain Action Society. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So those will be rolling out, too, on different city nice. news release, um, social media, so that I, when it comes out, I will make sure in a – Apologies in advance for duplications if you already have seen it, but I'll make sure to get you 
a copy of the video, but Jack did a really nice job. It's a very well produced and put together video. And that's a great example of one. So Tracy John Sargent, who leads the MDC, is also a past Human Rights Award recipient from last year. So the two other things, the big events that we do are youth awards every year uh, for uh, youth in the community that are doing you know, work in, in, in this space. And then, uh, then the grown-ups get their chance. So we have, we have a, a human rights awards that we give out every year as well and have, <clears throat> have a breakfast or a dinner respectively for those two things. So, and so Tracy John was a past recipient of one of the awards and then also runs the MDC. And they received a grant from us this past January as well. Yep. So. Good stuff. Yes. Uh, all right. Committee updates. So speaking of, <laughs> so Sylvia teed that up for us nicely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, building bridges. So who wants to speak to what you? That would be Bijou and. Uh, this Mark. is Bijou and Mark. Where yes. The Bijou and Mark show. Oh, I One of the things that, and maybe some of you have gotten Throgmorton's book. Maybe not. Not yet. I've not yet. It. Bijou, Kelsey, and I have it, and we're excited about it. So when we met, we were going to meet for 9.30 at 9.30 on a Saturday morning at um, Press Coffee. At 12.30, my wife sent me a text, where are you? Because we were still at it. <laughs> we, I mean, a good it, was, it was just so thrilling to talk about what this theme of just, it, originally, our, I think our title was Bridging the Gap. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we're the ones that changed it to building bridges. It's, it carries on that same theme of the umbrella of breaking bread, but con making connections. And it's what I described to Veronica. I, I think there'll be some clarity along the way in terms of who we're going to be uh, relating to. Because uh, I'll, I'll shut up, Bijou. You get to talk. No, you'll let the preacher get rolling. You're in trouble. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. If you miss something, I'll. Well, no, but it was this energy that we had in recognizing what. In, when you read this book that's really written rather tightly, but it's, it's city administration written in a narrative form. So you hear what is the passion within him, like why he's looking for human rights when it comes to buses or power. And it's not, he's not always labeling it that, but he's looking out for people. And how important it is, one example he had was working on a statement about racism and, all, and meeting with um, BIPOC people in the city and listing all of the whereases and how significant that is toward the resolution. Um, it's that kind of thing then that we hope to work with um, other co um, community organizations, but specifically within the city government is where our focus is right now. Right, and also in the book, he stated something that resonated with me where he says sometimes you just go in to just listen. You just want to hear the people. You want to listen to their story. No question, no nothing. Just want to understand what's out there and then come back and talk about it. So I, I think it's, it's important sometimes to just listen um, to that. Yeah, and so here would be an example that in my tenure, there have been three statements that we've made Black Lives Matter, Roe versus Wade, the event down at the library with yes. the Pride reading. I don't know that we advanced those to the city council to say, hey, you should, this should be your statement. Um, the land acknowledgement is now the city councilor is working on a land acknowledgement. We got one, it's a great one. We, we can build this bridge by saying, hey, you don't have to work so hard on it, we got this one. Mm -hmm. um, so it's those kinds of things so that we, so the city council knows what we're doing, but also the other committees know, because 
on the one hand, we, uh, this is, I, I'll shut up. No, go, go, go. <laughs> well, no, it's that we live in this empirical, colonized world where we have this dias and the people sit down there. And what we're describing is being in a circle mm -hmm. and being in relationship. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we're, we're struggling against some cultural things, but by using this theme of building bridges, breaking bread, we're certainly going to address that. Yeah, and also like not being the middleman, but sometimes, you know, leaders have a lot of stuff that they do, but if we can assist with that, you know, to bringing something together, if we can identify where the problem is and kind of just, you know, did you know about this? You know, you guys are talking about this, <coughs> but uh, here's the community, what they're saying. How about you meet with them? Maybe they don't know because they're busy. So I think it's just very, very important. And what he says that we want that circle where you can look at each other, you know, and not just like a, a straight line where, you know, looking over there, but you can see somebody speak, you can, you know, have eye contact and hear each other. So I think it's a, it's a good process. Yeah, it was really positive. And I'm, you'll be so pleased when Kelsey joins you because of the perspective that mm -hmm. she brings from the foundation with which she works. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Thank so you. we, um, sorry, uh, the update is uh, we are waiting for the 2023 City Council priority to help inform the next step. Um, also, we are also looking for ways to elevate leaders across the community, drawing connection between folks and uh, enabling access to connection and opportunity. And um, we want this idea to not just be leaders, but, you know, like people can learn from in your own home. You know, how can you do that in your home to have that communication, to have that, what you're missing, who, to identify who can be that middle person to bring it to you guys. So it's, it's, it's awesome. We didn't want to leave, but uh, Mark wife needed, <laughs> you know, she needed her husband, so. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I needed more coffee. <laughs> uh, reciprocal relationships. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm just pulling it up. Pulling your notes. So Roger and I, as part of the Reciprocal Relationships Subcommittee, are currently working on a plan that we, we, we hope to share for the next meeting that really details the engagement with the um, social or the racial equity and social justice grant recipients, this, this next round of recipients that includes onboarding orientation, convening power, quarterly engagement with an HRC member, and other things. So we will work together, and this is for new commissioners and others, this is a very maybe different approach than we've taken in the six years that we've had these grants. It's one that we believe will help us to be more actively engaged, to be a true partner and not to just give the money and receive quarterly reports, but really stand beside them, um, provide resources as, as far as information, but also just someone to talk with um, at, throughout the year and to really try to partner together with those that we select to receive these grants. Uh, so we will plan to, at the next meeting, share uh, a general kind of um, skeleton of, of, of what 
what this would look like and would appreciate your feedback on that. Perfect. Very good. Anything else, Roger? That's it. Thank okay. you. Yeah. Well, and the final one is the breaking bread, which was Doug and Ashley and I. Um, and I'll say one thing. So we had a chance to meet last Friday, the three of us, uh, and the notes for that are in your in your material as well. Uh, I'll kick it over to Ashley if you want to give a little summary, and then I'll chime in with the uh, email I sent. Yeah, okay. no, that sounds great. Okay. Um, so we are still very interested in trying to get uh, one event done before the end of the year. And we have talked about this idea of coffee with a commissioner um, or coffee with the commission and uh, have started moving forward on that. So I checked in with Stephanie already. We have uh, money in the budget for coffee to provide and keep it equitable um, in terms of uh, cost for community members to engage with us. We're also going to be looking at available dates um, for December with the ICPL. Um, it seemed like the most, one of the more equitable spaces in the community to have it being right off the bus line there, having a space where folks can exist for free <laughs> and engage in discussion with us. Uh, and we will give you further updates and probably be reaching out to all of you uh, if you are interested in being present at that event to connect with community members, talk a little bit more about um, we do what we do in our work and hopefully learn from them what they, they hope to see included in our work. Um, oh, we also talked about uh, potentially putting together a holiday video in the spirit of the holidays and seems like for some folks annual uh, debate between whether it's Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays <laughs> <laughs> and raising awareness of the many, many diverse holidays that happen over the course of the next month and a half or so. Um, we were interested in potentially putting together a video similarly uh, in the style of the race-based calls campaign where uh, multiple folks were involved, sort of sharing this uh, short but sweet and, and very important and timely message. And it sounds like, uh, from what I heard from Stephanie, the city is already on it. Well, um, nice. So they are, are putting together a video already or, or have put together a video already that is very much in the spirit of the message we were trying or hoping to send. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. And uh, the recommendation <coughs> was that uh, if this is the uh, a part of the work that this particular subcommittee would like to continue doing moving forward, um, that they work closely with the communications department next year to, to get some videos put together, because I think that would be a really nice way to engage the community. Yes. Right. So some good, will. some good education things on all the things that we do. and. Uh, similar to that race-based calls campaign where there was several commissioners that that spoke you know doing something like that again for various topics but these little kind of w minute and a half to two minute quick hitter videos are really can be really powerful can i make a suggestion yeah yeah um especially as i mean our next one our next point is thank you and farewell um, <laughs> to the outgoing commissioners i think something that would be extremely helpful um as we try to bridge the committees is to have kind of at the end a of this year kind of a like a one pager of here are the things that we're really proud of doing and here are the things that we just we just didn't have time yeah. but we'd love to <laughs> yeah. see the new members 
carry out for uh, that's a sure. very good idea. I'd be happy to do that. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. You don't want to lose that momentum that you all have and the thought and the leadership and the vision. Um, so that well, well to that end, I will add, because one other thing that we didn't get to was that uh, I, we had talked in a previous meeting about reaching out to other past commissioners mm -hmm. to enlist their help. Yeah. So I sent that email yesterday, and Stephanie's going to send it out to all of you so you can see what I, what I sent to them. But uh, it, doing exactly that, so asking, you know, any other past commissioners if they would be willing to table at an event or something like that just to you know both to have some extra hands mm -hmm. which would be great so yeah. that it's you know it's you know just more the merrier and more hands make light work but also just increase those connections you know between people that clearly are passionate about what we do uh, so I just sent that yesterday and I've already had one respond to say I would love to be included in the list of people nice. uh, so um, that's a good start so so well, I'll, and so I'll come. I sent it blind copy, so I wouldn't have them all, you know, seeing each other's emails. So as I get those in, I'll I'll send those to Stephanie so she can uh, coordinate on who's uh, been willing or just you know raise their hand that they be, you know, an, an extra resource for all of you. And you can put me on that list as well. So because <laughs> I will very soon be an alumni, and I will be would more than happy to to help with that if if I'm avail available and mm -hmm. and there's interest from your end. So. We'll hold you to that. Yeah. Yes, so. please well, do. And so then a point of clarification maybe for Stephanie is that what can be, what is the, like, for these subcommittees, is there the ability to have commit commu community members, even those who have, who have yes. previously served, be a part of these subcommittees? Yes? Yes. Yes. Okay. Sure. Yeah. And we already In a have. Way. Perfect. Okay. And we already have Mark committing to stay on his committee after his uh, term with the. Oh, the coffee's great. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to work on our That conversation was great, but he has no choice but. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, which also, with our newer commissioner, yes. um, we're gonna be maybe giving you a choice to look at the committee to see which com committee that you would like to be part of. Mm -hmm. And we'll be getting uh, three new commission in January as mm -hmm. well. So hopefully we can equitably, mm -hmm. um, we know we're losing two members of the Breaking Bread. We have one left and uh, we're losing one member of, uh, of uh, Building Bridges mm -hmm. and we lost one member of the R&R. So we have four com new commissioner coming in so we kind of look at how can we divide that so we all have uh, a good number of people to yep, carry so on? So that'll be one week. of your agenda items for kicking off in January. January. Yeah. So mm -hmm. we have a January meeting is going to be deciding who goes where and who does what. Who does what. <laughs> so. Yep. And what has been done. And what has <laughs> yes. been done. Yes. Yes. So, so, yeah, so we, we, we I'm, I'm sure Mark and Ashley both be willing to do that too. And so that, that'd be a great way to kind of. It will be. Yeah, you know, prime be. the pump a little bit on where, where I, we're I think things. so. And it's going to be bridging it up to bringing in new people and uh, showing them the rope. And uh, so it'll be great. It'll be great for some of you guys to stick around. We'll, cool. like that. well, all right. So that's all for committee updates. So uh, almost done. So the uh, agenda item number eight is the thank you and farewell to outgoing commissioners. And I will hand it over to Roger, who what? is leading this. That effort. moment has come when, <laughs> you know, we, we talk about our commissioner, outgoing commissioners. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start the remark, but then I'm gonna open it up to all the commission uh, to say something about these great people that we'll be losing in our commission. Well, well we're not actually losing no, you not. guys. So <laughs> that's right. 
So Jason, Jason, Ashley, Mark, and I'm gonna include Siri on this, even though uh, she left the commission because of a family emergency. Uh, as you guys exit the commission this year, you might wonder what impact you have made in the HRC and our community. Well, the answer is tremendous impact. Um, more than you guys will ever know, the work that you have done in this commission, how you have introduced some of us when we came in as new member uh, to follow your footstep. First, before I make my remark, let me start by thanking you guys for the, your service in the Iowa City community and uh, its residents. And I wanna remind you that you are leaving HRC, it doesn't mean that your work is done. Mm -hmm. uh, you see the human rights work is now confined in the framework of HRC. Mm -hmm. uh, the work is in your heart. We all join in this room, we all join the commission with the emphasis we wanted to make a difference, uh, to better our community, to be better advocates, to be better allies, and while advancing uh, human rights issue. Myself, as I reflect on the past two years that I've been on the commission with you guys, I know we all come from various walk of life which contributes to the uniqueness of how we view the world and uh, how we all choose to make an impact by serving on the HRC. I believe that deep down, we all want to make this world a better place than we found it, and a better place than it is today. It's hard to believe that sometimes we are all dealing with uh, uh, lately so much hate in each other in our country, talking about what just happened in Colorado. It seems like every day we meet here, we talk about something bad that just happened because of who people are, or the life that they're living, or the color of their skin. So first of all, I wanna thank you guys for being great allies mm -hmm. uh, in every facet of life. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we have dealt with some major things in the HRC, and you three uh, stepped up uh, when it came mm -hmm. to uh, working on some of those things. Serving with you on the HRC has been one of the many valuable experiences I have gained from discussing local issue with you, Jason. <laughs> we always on the phone texting, did you read this article, did you this? Um, that doesn't have to stop. <laughs> oh, it won't. Yeah. That's because you're stepping off uh, HRC. Uh, from working with Ashley, Ashley actually took me under her wing when I stepped in and she pulled me in the subcommittee that she was part of. We work on some amazing things, from uh, working on the white privilege series, implicit bias, that we got the community involved. Uh, we work on the Stonewall viewing. And those are many things that I learn a lot from those sessions. I learn a lot from just talking to you. And every day I talk to you, I'm always at the awe how much knowledge she has and how much passion you have on those things. Working with Mark, it seems like we're just starting really get so close together and it's time for you to leave. Uh, I wanna bring us back sitting on your den, working on the Black Lives Matter issue, the reaffirmation of the statement that we did and your passion. And one of the things that you always reminded us during our strategic planning is to be nimble. We always have to be nimble. You have been all allies, advocate, and most importantly, friends, that I'll call you guys that. You have left a mark on this commission, and uh, we hope that some of us can step up 
a new uh, large uh, foot or feet <laughs> to carry on the mission that uh, you, you, you have worked on. Me personally, I love the teaching of Gandhi and I use this quote very often. And the one that comes in mind right now are, is, there are no goodbyes for us. Wherever you are, you will always be in my heart. So carry that. But before I open it up to all the commissioner, I wanna leave you guys with one more thing as you move on, as you push, and you do more, as you serve more, because I believe you guys will. Gandhi said things that I live by every day. The best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in mm -hmm. the service of others. Mm -hmm. So keep with that spirit, keep serving. Uh, please stay nimble, uh, stand beside us as we try to move this uh, commission forward uh, and keep being allies, believe it or not. And we need you more than you, you know. Um, when I'm talking about LGBTQ issues, when I'm talking about Black Lives Matter, the BIPOC population, indigenous people, we actually need you more than you will know. We need allies. We need you to talk to people that look like you to tell them that's wrong. So good luck with your next adventure, and uh, please stay kind. How can you add to that? <laughs> you can't. You've said it all. You've said what we all want to say. I don't want to repeat that because everything he said is what actually I'm actually feeling as well. Uh, Jason, uh, I think we've uh, met, we've talked. Thank you so much for your kindness, for always checking in and about the issue or debate about the commission and uh, the subject about what we do. Um, you, you are stronger than what you think. I want to tell you that in front of everybody. <laughs> um, um, you, I've, I've learned a lot from you. I've learned, you know, the, you, you can have opposite idea, but still have uh, a positive uh, outcome or solution. Um, what I can say is, don't don't give up you know uh you've worked hard uh in the community people see the community see uh keep fighting for the community no matter what uh what anybody says um i i've i've seen how you talked and um so keep it up ashley <laughs> <laughs> um there's things that you've done in the community as a woman that encourage me to keep doing because um, sometimes I'm discouraged just because of my race, um, who I am. But thank you for standing up uh, for us, for standing up with us as women, <laughs> as a woman. Um, I appreciate the effort, I appreciate your commitment. Um, I wanna repeat what, what I just said, I'm trying not to. <laughs> But uh, um, you, you've made um, a great big uh, impact in HRC. You've made it fun. You've made it more exciting. Not that it wasn't before, but uh, I felt like, you know, we run an election every time. <laughs> you know, we get to debate and everything else. So I've, I've learned a, a lot of things, so I appreciate that. Mark. Um, I forgot today was your last day. I don't want to cry. Um, I have tissues. 
I've learned a lot from you. Um, your wisdom, your way of thinking, your way of um, your way of acting uh, taught me how to humble myself even more. Um, sometimes I doubt things in this country because of what I have been through, but thank you. <laughs> um, your encouragement and your dedication and you, you give me hope to feel like there's acceptance um, in my race from yours. And so I appreciate uh, that, yeah, there is color, but you don't see color. <laughs> um, <ha. laughs> this party. I, I'm just happy. I'm I'm happy to meet all of you guys. Please, this is one thing I'm asking, and I know it's recorded, so I'm gonna keep that. <laughs> uh, like uh, Roger said, you're not going anywhere, you know. But don't, uh, Mar um, Jason, don't be a stranger on Messenger with me. <laughs> 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 just because you're done here for now, please don't be a stranger, Ashley. Uh, Mark, I need to know where you live so I can come when you, I'm not invited. <laughs> <laughs> um, please continue doing good work in the community. Um, I believe the people really do appreciate. There's a lot of people that don't know how to stand up for themselves, but the way you speak, what you've brought, how you spoke, um, it touched, uh, touched their hearts because that's what they wanted to do, but they couldn't, and you did that for them. You did that for me as well. So thank you. And I'm going to stop there because I don't want to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> well, I wrote each of you a letter. And so please, please read that and take it to heart. Um, so that I'm not repetitive. Because I think much has been said. I'll just say, you know, thank you for being welcoming from day one, um, for being truly visionaries and and figuring out the ways in which we can, even with different differing views, make this world a better place. And you certainly make me a better human by, by knowing you. And um, I'm inspired by each one of you. And like, like Roger and Bijou said, this is not certainly not goodbye. We will see you next month. Um, but um, deepest gratitude for your service to Iowa City, to the community, and to this commission. No, we we appreciate appreciate you more than more than words could ever say. Well, I guess I have uh, some hardware to hand out here. <laughs> hey, swag! This, this is a token of our appreciation wink, for wink. serving on the commission. And uh, we're gonna need you guys to open it up, and uh, Stephanie's gonna maybe come here, and I can take pictures. Yes. Oh, oh, oh! Oh, I'm look at you, very fancy. Oh, you just open it up. Yeah. I'm open. You gotta open, open it, Mark. This looks good. Open it up. Look how yours looks.
Oh, you even got the right the names right. I was wondering. <laughs> that was very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> it's blind. Okay. <laughs> she spelled my name right and everything. You want us to come stand by? Here. Yeah. Why don't we come stand by Roger and then? That's cheap. Here, I can take Sylvia, that phone is heavy. Well, the back of it has my credit cards oh, yeah, and my right. insurance card. I was and just saying, that must be one heck of a phone. All right, come on back, everybody. <laughs> it, yeah, you can kind of hold it and set come it up. Come on back. Come on back. Come on back. Come on back. What? No, we're not oh, done yet. We're we're not done. Well, the outgoing people have a have a, have a chance to you know. The outgoing get, people gotta get a chance. The, the, the rebuttal to all these kind words. Right? <laughs> I thought we were supposed to make comments about where we've been and what we've been doing. Well, you can do that too. But make so we'll we'll start we'll start with you, Mark. So we start with uh, yeah. Okay. Because I came prepared. All right. You always okay. come prepared, Mark. I'm going to share with you a song, and then I have something to show you. Okay. Okay. Because I am, I think, the esprit de corps, the sense of closeness with you as my friends as we share this mutual concern of human rights 
has made it very important for me. It's such a privilege in my old life that I'd have, I want some more of these. Um, but now I speak rather directly. I'm working from notes. In recent times, the song Kumbaya has been smeared <coughs> in our culture. And I submit it is because we are living in a culture dominated by STEM. Science, technology, engineering, math. I graduated from high school during such a culture. President Kennedy wanted to go to the moon. So I went to college as a math major. Can you feel the warmth, the understanding, and the compassion with STEM? Can you find the food pantry, the housing, the suffering in STEM? STEM is devoid of the arts, the music, the dance, the visual arts, literature. Kumbaya, come by here embodies our efforts for diversity, equity, and inclusion. Kumbaya is a song of the Gula people. Maybe you know them. They live in the southern, southeastern United States, which preserves early African-American language and culture. Mm. The first recording of Kumbaya is 1926. People living under Jim Crow, longing for someone to care to show up, to do something. Kumbaya, come by here. It's a call to inspire the work of human rights. So it's with this understanding that I brought with me an unfinished ebony sculpture. Wow. Oh. This is an Ujama. You can see a finished one at the Stanley Museum here in Iowa City. Uh, you can come and see it in a bit. Ujama is family. It's a Kwanzaa, pr Kwanzaa pr principle. It's what President Nyeri, first president of Ten Tanganyika, soon to be Tanzania, said it's the only way they're going to get through it is if they recognized family together. And there is another Kwanzaa principle that I want you to know about. It's Ubuntu. I am because we are. This consciousness could happen in Iowa City. So. Blessings to you as you go forward. Kumbaya. Mm. Thank you, Mark. I like I am because of who we are. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's a guy that's good. Ashley? Oh, I knew you were going to make me go next. Uh, I pulley rank, so as chair, I get to reserve I the right know, to go last. I know, and I knew <laughs> you were going to. I should have been prepared for that. I, I will say, just in, in remark to Mark's comments, I, I appreciate you bringing back to top of mind Ubuntu for me. I learned that uh, phrase a couple years ago and it was just so poignant and meaningful then and, and I appreciate you for bringing it up again now. I, I also, in uh, honor and, and recognition of Siri and all of the work that she did uh, for the commission before having to depart, that I think one of the things that she did very well as a member of this commission and, and as a member of our community was bringing heart and the arts to science in her classroom every day. Um, so I, I just wanted to recognize that. 
Um, I also prepared notes because I knew that I wasn't going to be able to uh, <laughs> say the words if I didn't, and I still might cry anyway. Uh, so I have tissues too. I came prepared, um, <laughs> and I I have in sometimes in spaces and and times past been hesitant to repeat things that have already been said, but I think it's important to recognize that some things are worth repeating and hearing again, so some of this will be repetition. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't think I could ever fully articulate how much it has meant to me to be a part of this commission for the past three years. This has been such a large part of my life, and I didn't realize how much of my life it would take up and how much space I would make in my heart for it. So I really appreciate having had this opportunity and to experience this with all of you. I applied to join the commission in 2019 with the goal of making a difference in my community, this community that I've been a part of now for almost 11 years. I did it to create more equitable spaces and places to educate folks about social justice and human rights, to give voice to issues that affect the most marginalized among us, to represent survivors of sexual violence and dating violence, to represent the LGBTQ community who I mourn with this week, mm -hmm. um, to represent those who know what it's like to go without. I came to conversations with an open mind and a soft heart, but with my advocate hat on, always. I engaged in dialogue to shed light on the realities of those who have faced violence, whose families have been impacted by the prison industrial complex and the criminal justice system, who have had their bodily autonomy threatened, their identities diminished or erased, and who have faced microaggressions that cause harm daily. Mm -hmm because of the space created here by the very many wonderful folks I have had the pleasure of serving with, I was able to bring my whole self into this work and that's because of you guys. That's because of all of you. Sorry, I warned you. The many intersectional facets of my identity when invited and welcomed into discussions, enhance the work that I came here to do. Our continued emphasis, as Mark talked about, our commission's collective values of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, all of those are invaluable. And with those values as our foundation, we have had both the courage and the compassion to call out injustices when they happen in our community. We call them out when we see them and to call in our leaders and each other when we see there is more work to be done here and to stand strong for one another as we navigate our own individual hardships. So I couldn't ask to have had better folks to serve with. And Stephanie, that includes you. <laughs> You're a part of this too. Um, I see all of your time, your energy, your passion, your sacrifice, all of you. Sorry, Bijou. <laughs> 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 and while I'm sad to go, I know that this commission's going to be okay. And it's going to keep doing amazing things because all of you are going to be here. And you're going to be carrying on this work. So thank you. 
Thank you for letting me share my voice. And thank you for entrusting me to serve as your vice chair this year. Seriously, it was such an honor. Everybody wave your arms. <laughs> um, it's not just you, Sylvia. It's doing it to me, too. Um, and thank you for continuing to care enough to thoughtfully engage in this work. It's, it's not for the faint of heart. And, and we're here doing it every day, every week, every month. We're here. So I'm excited to see what comes next for the commission, for each of you, and for our community. Uh, I'm also not good at goodbyes. <laughs> and so <laughs> just know that I, I will be continuing to be present and be doing the work in our community. I'm going to do my best to stay in touch with you all as I struggle to finish out this last year of grad school. I'm so close. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> um, but seriously, it's I, I don't think it's an exaggeration when I say this has truly been the honor of a lifetime to serve with you all. So thank you. Thank you. Wow, that's hard to follow. I should I should have gone. You should have gone first. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, uh, most of you know that I I don't shy away from speaking or and I do lots of writing and I have done lots of writing for this, but I purposely did not uh, write any anything for this because I just wanted to speak for a moment and try to keep it brief. Um, I, I thought back, I was thinking about, you know, this, the week leading up to this, that I thought the, well, first of all, I thought back to when I was appointed, uh, and I applied, I, I had served a, a term on the state human rights board, and I'd done lots of work in diversity and that kind of thing, and I'd applied, and the first, the first two openings that occurred while, after I'd applied, uh, there were several, there were several people that were mentioned in the city council discussions, and I wasn't one of them, so <laughs> I mean, five or six people they tossed around, like, okay, well, this isn't going to happen, uh, and then, and so I'd given up on it, and then one November day, I got an email saying, congratulations for your appointment to the Human Rights Commission, which so I because I had stopped paying attention, so that's that, that serves me right. But I think the I remember the very first meeting, and I don't know if you remember this too. That I, I have a very vivid memory the very first commission meeting I attended, which was in the room across the hall over here. Yes, that very right. tiny, tiny room. Yeah, where we're all kind of packed in there. <laughs> that was January of 2020, and little did we know. <laughs> what was ahead of us for the three years that we spent on the commission. So three months later, we had a pandemic. Two months after that was the murder of George Floyd and the, and the protests locally. And suddenly the commission that, you know, we were still very passionate about and, but, uh, and expected to meet once a month was meeting far more often than that. And, all the, and many of us were having hours and hours of conversations with city council members and community members and uh, protest leaders and and write and, and writing a statement and trying to and trying to involve ourselves in that work so uh, it's been an extraordinarily consequential three years far more than anybody would have guessed when we started that 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 first day uh, and it's been a, uh, a a privilege and an honor to serve with all of you. Uh, I've hosted many of you at my home, <laughs> had hours and hours of conversation and debate and um, uh, sharing of uh, experiences and thoughts. And I, I've, I, I've been enriched by it and I hope that you have been so half as much as I have. So uh, I love all of you. I love, love serving with you. Uh, you're my friends. Uh, and you're my colleagues, and if there's ever anything that I can do for any of you, then uh, let me know, and I will certainly not be a stranger, and I look forward to whatever is uh, next for me and whatever you have next for me. So uh, thank you all, and uh, 
I'll look forward to all the great work that you continue to do uh, in, in my absence. So thank you. <laughs> yes. Anything, anything else from Stephanie or Veronica before I adjourn? Well, oh, we, we have a number yet. nine, item nine. We have stuff, uh, commission. There's announcement. Oh, yes, okay, so yeah, I, I, I was kind of <laughs> leaving it with that. So any other, any, so I'll just open it up. Anybody just raise your hand or you know, anything you want to share with what's going on? Did we already talk about the movie Till? Oh, uh, yeah. no. no. But we, we can share that in a staff and commission announcement. Is that We're now? there. Is that now? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Mark yeah, and yeah. go. Do it. Yeah. Well, um, I made the introduction to the movie Till, and Roger and um, his wife were there, and my wife was there, and there was another couple. It was very, <coughs> I think it was bad weekend. It was homecoming weekend or something. The attendance was very poor, but it's, it's a powerful. I call it a mother's story, but it's, it confronts you with what how bad Jim Crow was and the deep, deep necessity, and it invited us into the deep history of what happened in the 50s, 60s, and continues to happen. Um, and then I also saw the movie. Um, Armageddon time and I commend it to you it's looks like it's two little boys but it's a little Jewish boy and a little black boy in element or middle school and you begin to see how it unfolds how culture crashes people I I think it's an important I'm looking over here Did, have you seen it and I, I, I saw it at the film scene, and I, so I don't know where else you'd find it. It may be Netflix. As I say that, I don't know what that is. I've never done that. So <laughs> I told you I was old. Um, <laughs> but uh, and then what all of this does, though, it tells you about a piece about me is that I'm so aware of culture and how culture speaks. And if we're paying attention, it changes our lives. And if we don't pay attention, our world gets in trouble. Mm. And then I wanted, I, I wasn't going to say, I mean, Stephanie, I'm just so grateful for you tolerating me. <laughs> um, because I always needed her technical help. And, but I thank particularly Bijou. She said, we need your voice. Yeah. And so I'm grateful. That, anyway, I was seeing movies. I'll go. Okay. You have oh, wait, one other thing. There is now, I told you I was a Christian. There is now a New Testament version. It's called First Nations version. Oh. This is out of Canadian First Nation. And I'm using that word First Nation because I've learned it here in this document about um, how to take words like father out of scripture and say creator. Mm take out of scripture the name Jesus and it becomes creator free one. Um, it leads you into a different mind and it's really refreshing and renewing. Interesting. I like to read that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I don't want to take away from what we already have. Um, I don't have an announcement except that we have two cards. I didn't know which one to pick uh, for Siri because she left you know, and uh, just, I know uh, Stephanie said we can individual re individually reach out to her, but we also were talking about it, you know, in our meeting that sometimes collectively too, it's, it's good to, to have something. So 
uh, Kelsey and Mark and I, we came up with um, just getting the cards or maybe a gift card for her or something. So they put something. You don't need to put any money or whatever. So we just have a card for you guys to just write just something, Great. you know, for her. Awesome. Happy to have Thank you for doing that. And also one more thing about the Tilt movie. I say I am not going to have a conversation until I see other people um, see the movie. So I encourage you guys to go see it. Um, yeah, so I don't want to cry. Um, I was just going to make a, a little more intentional space to uh, just a moment of silence for uh, the folks who lost their lives at Club Q in Colorado. It's hard as a member of the LGBTQ community to still see this kind of violence happening. Um, I had a, a really great discussion. It, it was an absolute pleasure sitting down um, on November 4th with the Vietnamese delegation that came. Um, they were a very young group, uh, very fired up uh, young activists that were ready to continue spurring change in Vietnam in terms of advancing LGBTQ rights, um, shifting a climate toward one of acceptance and inclusion. Um, it is now no longer criminalized in Vietnam to be LGBTQ identifying, but um, gay marriage is still not legally recognized there. And I think it's important to make space for um, the fact that there are a lot of places in the world still where it would be, I, I could be sentenced to death for existing mm. in another country. Yeah. And that's very sad. Mm -hmm. um, and it's sad for all the folks that are a part of that community who, who are living in spaces where they have to fear that sort of thing. But even here where we have enshrined in law now this, this right to gay marriage, which hopefully will be kept. Um, mm. This kind of violence still happens. And gun violence is a huge issue. And I would be remiss if I didn't also state the increasing fear I have within our own state with the recent gun amendment being passed. Um, yeah. Because there's no reason given the way things are right now, that Studio 13 couldn't be the next club that gets shot up. And I frequent that space, and my friends frequent that space. And people I care about um, work and spend a lot of time in that space because that is a space where they are free to be who they are unapologetically, and those spaces should be safe. Those should be sanctuary spaces. So I just wanted to make some space for that. Thank you, Ashley. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, this month has been heavy with everything that's been going on. Uh, I want to go back to last month, too, and give some credit and uh, much appreciation to Stephanie for the Human Rights Award that we had on the 26th. Those always seem to be well organized. It comes together very well. And I know behind the scenes, she's just amazing. Mm -hmm. She gets all that done but also to recognize the many amazing people we have in this community doing amazing things. 
that they don't always come in front of the city council or they're not on TV, but behind the scene are uh, doing amazing things. And that's why we all like to promote those people. So thank you. Uh, like Mark said, I, I, we saw the movie too on the 29th, and Mark did a, a, a great job of moderating that. <laughs> and for those of you that haven't seen that movie, uh, it's a heavy movie, mm-hmm. you know? It's Let me add to that, because when you and Molly got there, and Leslie and I, we hugged, and it was smiles, yeah. and but both couples got out of there as quick as we could. Yes, we could, because we, we, it, it was very heavy movie. So if you haven't seen it, see that movie. And mm-hmm. if you haven't re- read or even listened to the uh, 1619 Project, do that. You know, those are, just as a human rights commissioner, those are things that it's heavy, but important. it's important mm-hmm. for you to know. So thank you, Mark, for mm-hmm. moderating that. And I tell you, it was a heavy night in my house just living that movie. Um, so I left four times. Yeah. I just stepped out four so times. It's, it's really hard. Um, I also had the privilege in uh, this month of November to host a friend from Congo, Democratic Republic of Congo. His name is Paul Eboma, and he's actually the president of the microfinance bank that promotes women's work. So, you know, back in the day in Congo, he was the man that went to work. The women stayed home to care for the family. Mm-hmm. Well, when the economy collapsed, a lot of men lost their job. So the women had to get out there to still care for the family. So they still had to feed the family, they had to find ways. Uh, so they, a lot of women create micro shop, you know, have a, a stand in the corner where they're selling peanuts or a stand in the corner where they're selling peppers. So at the end of the day, whatever money they bring in, they can buy food for the family because the work of the, the women never ends. So this bank, it's like I call, the reason I work with this bank, it's like a bank with a conscience. 85% of their clients are small business women. Mm. And they make loans, microfinance loans from anywhere from $200 to 5000 to start those microfinance. And the amount of that they get back for people paying and increasing. Now, if you go to Congo, the economy, it's ran by women. It's by small business women that are pretty much still caring for family. So it was a privilege for him to visit Iowa City. We met with some uh, banker friends, and he came through the city hall, met with the mayor, ended up running to Stephanie to take a picture with the mayor. So it was, it was fun to talk about those things. And behind that bank, it was a ca- actually a Catholic church that created a bank and he just happened to be the guy promoting and going everywhere, trying to get it going. So it was, it was good. And uh, November 9th, I took part in a, a Liberty High panel when we were talking to 200 students, talking to them about human rights and, and the work that we do with disability and human rights. So it was interesting to see young people asking the question of, you know, what is your human rights do? And the question, you, you can tell we have so much passion with young folks that want to speak their mind. They want to be allies. They want to be out there. But they, they're still afraid of the gun laws and, and things like that. So um, it's crazy that things that are happening in our community. Veterans Day, 
you know, as we're talking about Veterans Day, I, I, I had a, a chance to attend uh, the truth giving at the England. Mm. You know, now that's just another amazing event right there. If you haven't done the truth giving, I encourage you to go next year, you know, talking about, you know, the, the history of the land that Mark is talking about here with our reading of the, it, it's just so much going on in our community that it, it's amazing things that promote human rights. And to close it out, Stephanie sent an email with the delegation from Kenya that came here on the uh, November 14. Mark and I were there, and it was just amazing, you know, to meet the the the, the Chief Justice of the oh, Supreme sure. Court of Kenya with all the delegation. With the, it was an amazing month of just promoting human rights in our community, but. To you know, but the, the events that happened in Colorado, it just, every time one of those things happen, it just neutralizes. It seems like we take one step forward, we take 10 back. And uh, it's, it's hard. I, I, I grieve, I mourn with our LGBTQ uh, community. Um, like uh, Ashley said, we should have some of those safe space, you know? I went to college here in Iowa City, so I go to Studio 13. I know Jason is a friend. I hang out with a lot of those people over there that put on a great uh, show. So, you know, I, I fear for them. Mm -hmm. You know, I fear for, I fear for my people, I call them. So um, just uh, be out there, be great advocate, uh, make space for people, and uh, let's continue the work that we do. It's, it's important. You're next. Mr. Chair. Oh. Just kidding. <laughs> this, is a, this, is the, so this is the time to share any events that are going on, things that you've done to, for awareness or ad advocacy or anything like that. Like that Even so. though I've not been a part. Hmm? Even though I've well, this is mostly oh. for what we're doing in the community as well, yeah. so outside okay. of here. So if there's any, and no, no pressure. So if you don't have anything to share, yeah. that's fine. So <laughs> <laughs> we can save it for another time. No, I think it's it's been so wonderful to see this whole meeting i'm so glad i was here today it seems like everybody's so involved and very inspiring um i think lately i've been i've been doing work with refugees going to open heartland um my goal is to also be able to bring mental health service to um especially refugee refugee community uh, as a whole there are so many barriers um to it, and I think we're trying to work on that. One of them is um, language barrier. We need interpreters. We don't have. We have. We have so many women from Congo in Iowa City who want to. Um, I mean, who would benefit from mental health uh, services? Yep. And so I think that's what we're trying to do. I think one thing that I'm particularly struggling with and would probably like to work on is we're unable to give services to unaccompanied minors. Um, so they need services, they reach out to us and we're not able to do anything about that. So I think that's something on our mind and thinking of how could we do other things like support groups, maybe not therapy groups, um, in a way that at least allows us to reach out to them and have been trying to do this. And one of the other thing is also a lot of the research and knowledge in academia is very white and it's all, most of the research is on that, and I think we need to be more flexible in our approaches and how we work with people. 
when it comes to especially human rights and making sure that they also get a, um, access. So I think that's something that I've been working on and I wish to continue to work on and also bring those um, topics here. It's, it's just unbelievable how much we have to worry about ethical dilemmas around if someone's at risk of suicide, do we call, I mean, do we make sure that they're in the hospital, but then if they're undocumented or if they're in, so a lot of things to worry about. Um, and I hope to bring those things up. And that's that's what I've been doing lately in the community, uh, at least in Iowa. Yeah. Uh, well, this month I've spent probably more time outside of the community than in the community, but um, what's been keeping me busy is a bit just um, bringing over a, a very large delegation, actually the, the a historic delegation as far as number of universities and delegates uh, or representatives, um, the largest ever from any, for any U.S. group to go to any country um, and trying to build academic partnerships and diplomacy, understanding that education is a, is a human right and that um, through education we build mutual, through education exchange, um, we build mutual understanding and ultimately peace among nations. Uh, one thing that uh, I'll be, we'll be really excited to uh, announce very soon is that um, we've selected um, four fellows for our annual Centennial Fellowship, all focused on refugees and displaced people um, through my the work that I do and I lead this fellowship. Um, one of them is focused on Afghan refugees in Tajikistan. Another one is focused on displaced persons camp in Kaduna State, Nigeria. Uh, um, another one is focused in Ukraine and the other one is in Nepal, focused on um, internally displaced people with facing disabilities. Mm -hmm. So each one of those will receive $25,000 and I'll serve as a, um, a partner with them and kind of in a, and kind of an accelerator, sort of incubator, one year program, but I'll work closely with them on that. Uh, and then to Ashley's point, I, I have a, I'd say the majority of my friends um, are in that space, and I, I, you know, we we've we've talked throughout the past few days about you know having a space where and having to be, be sometimes feel like you're behind closed doors, but at least you have a safe space, and then for someone to come into that safe space, and I just I appreciate that you always acknowledging and also advocating and being an ally and and even creating a, a moment of silence for, for, for those people who should not live t terrified every single day. Mm -hmm. And to Mark, I wanna just say that every time I meet with you, I learn something new. You bring such an interesting perspective and one that really? I may not associate with someone who, you know, has been a pastor for their full for for their life, and I, I couldn't be more grateful for that. And Jason, I I just remember that first day that you you reached out and said, "Hey, I'd love to just learn more about you." And ever since that first day we had it, we went to Big Grove and spoke. I knew that I could come to you, and you would be welcoming of, 
any ideas and, and help me think about the best way to execute and approach others. So I, again, I wanna say thank you to all three of you. That's it. Sorry, I know I said I was not gonna say anything. <laughs> uh, let me just say, I'm, I apologize. Let me just say this just because we talked about, you know, like, um, immigrants and refugees and stuff. I wanna thank the city of Iowa City, or I just wanna thank Iowa and what the great work they're doing. I've been here for 25 years. When I came here, uh, I speak five languages, but we didn't have a lot of things translated in my language. And uh, if you go to the University of Iowa right now, so thank you to the University of Iowa Hospitals and Clinic for willing to um, bring interpreters to come and, and do other language beyond English and Spanish and French and Arabic. Um, the um, court system where I get to interpret in Lingala, you know, and they have different people, interpreters from different country now to interpret in their own uh, yeah, dialect, thank you. Um, it's, you know, um, I say sometimes, I'm like, well, we paved the way for immigrants that came because we didn't have that, we didn't, <laughs> we work hard, we did things and and um, they, they, they uh, they're making it easier for them, but they're making it so the the there is no language barrier. And to your work that you're doing, I'm sorry, I forgot your name, John V. John V. I apologize. Uh, when you talk about mental health, um, African culture is completely different when it comes to that. So the education beyond doing the mental health and the conversation. Sometimes we don't know things. Mm -hmm. um, I interpreted for somebody that had their license taken away and revoked and we revoked and he came to um, to court and he was telling the judge like, you know, I've paid for it, I want my license back. Like he did not understand that there's consequences and stuff just because he didn't know there's the education behind. So thank you so much for continuing to allow and giving access to immigrants and refugees that come um, and the patience that you have for us to, to, to understand our culture and how difficult it is. So that's what I want to yeah. say. No, thank you for sharing that because it's for a lot of times, a lot of them don't know what therapy is and we need to, if we want to give them that emotional and mental health support, we need to give it in the way they need and yeah. they know and they want, rather than imposing mm. a therapeutic concept. You know, like finding a good balance which mm. is ethical in America, at the same time recognizing that yes. they're not born here and that's not how it is just to come into a strange room and close the door and talk about your life. <laughs> yes, and that's stigma too, it's about talking about your life or oh, I'm in therapy mm -hmm. it's it, you know this is this this stigma that we have been fighting so long mm -hmm. that they don't want to talk about mm -hmm. it, it's you know it's so hard it, it's hard yeah. so mm -hmm. any, any any other announcements yes Sorry, thank you. you know something else that you know I'm always learning new thing about Mark and uh, when we were with the the, the Kenyan Congolese Mark just went on tangent speaking Swahili. <laughs> I, I did not know that. <laughs> you know, I'm like, what does Mark not do? <laughs> That's awesome. So it was, it was, it was a pleasure to actually see you so comfortable. You know, just speaking Swahili. I've been trying to learn Swahili for the longest I can. I, I only know a few words, Mark. So I'm yeah. here. Yeah, Bijou's here. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I speak also multiple languages, but Swahili is now one. 
So Mark's got well, you on that, right? Mark got me on that one. <laughs> well, it's hard because in the country, it's like, what, 100 and something? We have 220 dialects. 220 dialects. Dialect. You cannot speak at all. So I speak <laughs> about three of those. Yeah. Yeah. I speak four. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I commend all of you. Get the Say Hi app for your phone. It really helps. <laughs> you know, uh, as we're talking about interpreting and uh you know, my company and I, we've been uh, now experimenting on the uh, translation app. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a, there's a, a new translation uh, uh, earbuds. Mm -hmm. So I, I wear one, you wear one, and we download the app that I can be speaking. I'm actually trying it at home with my wife right now. And I can be speaking, and That's it's awesome. translating, exactly. and you yeah. can read it. So it divides the phone uh -huh. when I'm talking in English, and it's translating in French, and she can... Not only hear it wow. and and yeah, the app I have, well. you have to wait. Yeah, so okay. it's not a conversational app yet. It's not a conversational translation it's yet. Getting there though, but it's getting there. So mm -hmm. it's one way. So we because that's like science fiction stuff. That's yeah. the stuff we used to work with. The universal translator you put yeah. in your ear, right? Yeah. We employ so many uh, immigrants from all over the place. So I actually we actually pick a few uh, stuff that are trying on this app in Arabic and Swahili and English okay. and and Chinese, Mandarin. Mm. So if this works, then um, we're gonna buy many of them and send them out to That's many cool. staff. So what we does the translation come exactly as you said? Yeah. Actually, it is. It's coming. Oh. So that's why we gave it to people that speak those languages yeah. to test, test it. it. Yeah. We tested it in French. It, nice. it comes out very well. So I'm waiting actually tomorrow. I'll read the report if it translates well in Arabic nice. and uh, and Mandarin. That's so awesome. we'll see how far we go with those. So. That'll help a lot. Yeah. Um, do you mind if I uh, just chime in here? No, please. I was going to ask you if you're next for any <laughs> announcements. So, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I just wanted to let you know some of the things that the police department has been working on and yes. some things that we uh, were planning on working on here in the future uh, might be helpful, uh, John V, because we're actually working on a 988 presentation that's currently translated oh. into Lingala, uh, which oh, means yes. that it would help those in the Congo. We also have my colleague, uh, Joshua, who is from Congo, yes. and he is is more than willing to um, present that if you need it, because 988 is uh, the new suicide prevention hotline, and it's not just for suicide, it is for any mental health crisis. So please um, contact me, we can definitely collaborate on that. Uh, outside of that, uh, I didn't mention I do have a son. He is on the autism spectrum. So recently we went to Balance Autism and we brought some of the police officers with us and we did a meet and greet. Uh, so that way the children can feel comfortable asking for help because yeah. sometimes they do elope. Uh, other than that, it also helps the police officers ask questions so that they may feel more comfortable in situations when they are being called to a home where sometimes parents can be at their wits end and they don't know what to do and they want help um, with a child with autism when they're having meltdowns. So that was really fantastic. We um, learned a lot, and I think the kids really enjoyed it, and we got uh, a nice long email uh, and a quote from one of the children who was like, one day I'm going to be a police officer, and I'm going to help nice. uh, children that are lost find their way home. Um, so outside of that, we have a coat drive coming up, so I know that this is something we do annually. It is uh, going to be run, or we're going to be dis bursting the coats at Kirkwood College. So right now we're just picking up coats. Uh, they're right out there in the lobby. So if anybody's got anything at home they'd like to donate, please do. And it's not just coats, it's any winter gear. So socks and, and mitts and all of that. Um, and then we're going to be dispersing it at Kirkwood on December 7th. Uh, and then like I said, the 988 presentation, um, I have a uh, 
presentation ready with a question and answer sheet. Um, I did just send it out to the police department and then I sent it to Shannon McMahon as well. So maybe we can get that sent out to all of the uh, employees with the uh, with Iowa City. Uh, Outside of that, um, I know in the future we're working on Holidays with Heroes, which actually we're going to work with the immigrant and refugee community, make sure we're getting out there and we're getting the right families that need it the most. Um, so that's on the horizon, really exciting, and I can't wait to be able to take their Christmas list and buy them what they need for Christmas, especially during this time when food insecurity is um, high, uh, inflation is high, it's a really tough year, so if we could just take something off of their plate to make it easier for them, that's what we're hoping for. Uh, so yes, I hope that if any of that sounds like something that we might be able to collaborate on let me know uh uh, outside of that, I just wanted to just mention, like, I've been on, like, the brink of tears this whole time uh, because <laughs> I just don't even know how to say it. But this room is so full of love and passion and, and just compassion and just it's I, I'm in awe and I'm elated to be able to collaborate with any of you here in the future. And I'm sad that that three of you are not going to be here in the future, but I hope that we will see each other, and I hope you'll still come around. Because there will be three new wonderful people met. that you get to meet too, so <laughs> we can spread more of it. Absolutely. Well, and again, um, thank you. I feel honored for the uh, opportunity to be here, and I'm very excited to spend some time working with all of you. Well, welcome again. One one quick tip on that, so on the, the coat drive stuff, oh, thank you, mm -hmm. uh, is that, and this is what my wife and I do every year, is that wait till, yeah, well, give now, but also think ahead in the spring when if you go into a department store and everything's on clearance, you can get kids winter coats for like 10 bucks. Then they give up their old one. Yeah, so yeah, 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 and go. So go. We we go and buy a whole bunch for cheap when they're on clearance, and then just stash them in our basement. And when it comes to the coat drives, we donate a whole bunch of them. And then so, so plan ahead, you know, as well when you do that. So so it can you can you can make a huge difference because they they sell them really cheap at the end of the season. So mm -hmm. and I I anticipate a high need this year. I did go by shelter house today, and there's a lot of children there. So and they're going to be coming to get coats. So if anybody's got kids that have grown out of their past coats, which we've got a lot. Let's do it. We can definitely help cool. someone out this year. And as those uh, uh, events and activity going on, if you can send them to Stephanie, that would be great So because she sent sure, them to us. So. Is, there, is there a place that we can go uh, that you guys post a lot of this stuff? Is it on some, one of the social accounts that you have where uh, we can stay a you know, up to date on all the different activities you guys are putting on? Absolutely. So um, I'm still a little bit green on all of this, but I know that Lee Hermiston does our social media. So I know that currently we do have the Balance Autism event posted. Uh, he is in the works posting the coat drive. Uh, I did just send him the information today, so hopefully <laughs> it's up there. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, I, I know that the social media is there. Um, I'll double check to see if there's a better way or if there's specific uh web pages or apps that you can use and i will let stephanie know so that way she can um, pass that along as well cool the city has a, a a email list that you can go check what email you want from the community i did that one time and i started getting the the social media so iowa city public safety they're usually they're, <laughs> is, is the is the, is the facebook yeah. page for instance All and they're usually it. pretty good about keeping this and they have the events on there too so you can Click Veronica, on, those, on your calendar. Do you know, I, we've met now a number of community outreach um, individuals. Do you know, how, so how, how many do we, uh, 
are there now? Is there? There's yeah, just two. Uh, two. There's myself, who is full-time, and then there's Joshua Debusu. He is our part-time immigrant, okay. uh, immigrant and refugee outreach right. agent. Okay. And you so probably remember Daisy, who is yeah. who, who is she? she yep, yep. Yep. So. So I am the new Daisy. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, no, okay. Yep. Got it. And I actually, the great news is Daisy is a fantastic resource, and she still talks to me and has given me her personal number. So we still have Daisy if we need her. <laughs> She's still around. Still have access to her sense. brain when we like need it, right? Mm-hmm. Stephanie. So I will keep it short and sweet. But to Jason, Ashley, and Mark, I just want to say that it has been an extreme pleasure to work alongside you the last three years. And I also want to thank you for your service. This is a volunteer gig, and I do appreciate it. You never treated it as a volunteer gig. You treated it like a full-time job, and that is very, very much appreciated. And I wish you each all the best in your future endeavors. To the commissioners that I will see here in 2023, I look forward to working with each of you. Uh, I think we have some exciting things that um, are getting rolled out, so it's I'm getting excited. And I'm extremely excited. I met Veronica like two weeks ago, and I can't say enough. I think the police department is very fortunate to have her, and I think all of us working together will will make some major, major things happen in the community for the better of everyone. So I'm just excited. So, But all the best to everyone, and thank you. Thank you. Well, well I get the last word. So, which, which is I, one of the things, probably maybe the thing I'm most proud of in the three years is what Veronica mentioned and others is that, you know, that the working relationship that this group has. Uh, and don't, we don't, don't take that for granted because it doesn't happen everywhere. <laughs> and there are certainly examples in our own community and even other commissions where that's, that's, that's not the case. So the, the collaborative environment that we've had has been something, and to whatever extent I've been a part of making that happen, that I'm, there's nothing I'm more proud of. Um, but also, the person who makes that all happen is Stephanie. Yes. 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 <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm a big Stephanie fan, and her and I have spent a lot of time talking, uh, both from the commission perspective and, and as chair even more so, and even outside of that as we've talked about, you know, teaching and all kinds of other things too. So uh, the city is also extraordinarily fortunate to have you and has had to have had you uh, working, doing this work for as long as they've have. So, yes. uh, I, I, I am in awe of you, and I get to say that you know, a lot, and I've said it on social media, and I will continue to, uh, <laughs> and embarrass you because I know you hate it, <laughs> but you deserve it. And so, I, w- I wanted the last, the last thing to be to just, you know, a- appreciation for all that you do and all that you do to support this commission and the work of the city. So, thank you, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Thank, you. thank you. I will make a motion to adjourn. Do I have a second? Bijou seconded. Oh, Mark uh, seconds it. Yeah. All, Ashley, see, we, we all stay quiet. All, all in favor of adjournment, say aye. 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 Any opposed? Motion passes. We are adjourned.